0: Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli.
1: All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. Very quickly, a thank you to all of our new patrons over at Patreon. Mihau, Enrique Gutierrez, and Chris Acitelli. Thank you all three for your support. And of course, thank you to all of our other wonderful patrons who make all of this possible. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. The support has been overwhelming recently, especially, uh, truly. We are we are very, very grateful. If you would like to join, patreon.com slash Roma Press. You can join the chaotic group chat, get early access to episodes and a bunch of other things. So um, again, patreon.com slash Roma Press. Roma Press. All right, Andy. Uh, Romelu Lukaku has gone official. He is officially the uh, latest transfer acquisition of Roma. I'm still trying to process it. It doesn't feel real, to be quite honest. And it is so different to me. Just different to get a player of this notoriety i was on i don't want to call them out uh but i was on a a, a relatively well-known uh, radio uh program in the uk and this is something that i think uh, you know if you are in italian uh football media this tends to be sort of the the uh on uh just the reaction without even thinking about it that you do anytime you're particularly when it comes to uh, uh, you are wonderful colleagues in the UK that uh, sometimes they don't uh, know much about Serie A but I was on this program this morning and they asked to me they said is Lukaku the most prominent and recognizable name to play for Roma since Totti and I have to be honest with you My first reaction was to go ballistic and give them a bit of stick, as I tend to do when you have a a UK presenter that's uh, maybe a little lackluster on their knowledge of Italian football. That was my initial reaction, and I came close to doing so. But before I gave the answer, I actually thought about it for a couple of seconds, and that might actually not be far off. Truly. It is when they posed that to me, I thought, okay, okay, I'm going to show them. You know who it was. And then I thought to myself, okay, just when it comes to the, the global recogn- recognition of a name, I, I actually thought, and again, my first response wanted to be to like lash out and say, what, what, what are you talking about? You don't know uh, uh, Danielle De Rossi. I was going to say you've never heard of Alisson Nangolan, but then I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, no, no, they they probably don't at least before Alisson went over to Liverpool, and I had to come to the realization that this this might actually be the case, which I I don't know if that was supposed to make me I don't know if that's sad or not, but whatever whatever the case may be, I mean you can make perhaps an argument that's actually uh, Paolo Dybala, whatever you think the argument is. After I got over my initial outrage of to be posed such a question, I actually thought to myself, oh, well, that is actually a very astute observation, and it might actually be a correct one. And on top of that, too, because the amount of like interview requests I've gotten over the past week, it's just been very bizarre since uh, this Lukaku thing came about. And this has never been for whether you have followed Roma for uh, one month, one year, one decade, for I mean, for most, one decade seems like one millennium. It has never been, Andy, and you can attest to this, it's never been very cool. Yeah, to 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 be a supporter of Roma, I know one of our patrons asked this in our uh, in one of the questions that they wanted us to discuss on episode four hundred. Like, how did you become a, a, a supporter of Roma? And I I simply did it just to be different. I, I, very quickly for me, just growing up in Vicenza, nobody there's no football team there other than uh, one of the fifty embodiments of Vicenza. Everybody else, it's either you support Milan, Inter, or Juve. I just want it to be different. I started watching Roma. Uh, Abel Babo, one of my favorite players, fell in love with him. That's where it sort of began for me with Roma. It has never been cool to support Roma. Never. I I have to tell you, though, it, it is starting to sort of turn around. It's very weird to me to see this level of interest in Roma and beyond that, too, to have a guy like uh, Romelu Lukaku come to the club is still a bit surreal for me. You and I both follow the NBA, and even though it happened when he was uh, 45 years of age, when Shaq came to the Cavs, I was floored. In a- oh, God. Now, yes, yes, it was in the twilight of his, of his years. Oh, God. And it was not good.
2: No. <laughs> Shaq, Shaq after Miami is... Uh, is
1: I, uh, no, he had that one season in... Uh, Phoenix. Was, um, I, I still blame Mike Brown for that, but that's a whole di- uh, different story. Uh, I will always remain bitter towards Mike Brown. But this is one of those times where you just have a such a big name come to the team that has never been one that is sexy to support. Like, again... Growing up, I I could have been in a crowd of thousands in Veneto. Forget Vicenza, just say Veneto as a whole. I would be lucky if I found two others who supported Roma. I mean, more more enjoyed Udinese, you know, being from that part of the country. So this is still very surreal to me. And I have to be honest with you, when I was posed that question about the most prominent name since Totti, after initially wanting to, you know, uh, give a right slap to the face of the guy, I thought, wow, he might actually be correct. What, what, what do you make of this whole thing? Because I'm still trying to come to terms with it.
2: Definitely, Roma have acquired something in terms of visibility over the years. Um, perhaps in previous years, we were known, the visibility was known for uh, other things, you know, like such as reaching the Champions League semi final. Resulted in us being put on the map and then having, you know, the talent of uh, Alison, for example, being stripped away from us. So, for the wrong reasons, we were up there, or we were up there when we were getting beaten seven to one by Bayern Munich or uh, Manchester United. Um, but Sorry, with- everybody
1: just clicked stop <laughs> and went about the rest of their day.
2: Whew. Exactly. Exactly. That's, you know, <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. We were we were known for the wrong reasons. When when the when the Friedkins came in, and I, I said it on in a, in our uh, Roma Press uh, live streams, which you can follow on our YouTube channel. Um, what happened with the Friedkins is you had owners that came from show business. You know, I mean, Dan Friedkin. Yes. Real repre-
1: show business, by the way, not Aurelio yeah. de yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his idea
2: of show business. Real yes, exactly. real. Real real, real, show, real business. show business. Dan Friedkin not only represents Toyota, the man works in Hollywood Productions as an executive producer to films uh such as the upcoming Martin Scorsese movie Killers of, of the Flower Moon. Um such as uh Ridley Scott's previous films. The, so this 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 the Friedkin groups comes from a background of entertainment and when they came in the message was pretty clear we want to put Roma on the map on and off the pitch and they started doing so by hiring Jose Mourinho not because Jose Mourinho at that time uh, had been sacked by Tottenham or because his vision aligned with what the Friedkins wanted to do, which probably is what eventually they came to the conclusion. Um they went for Mourinho because of the name, because of the institution, because of what Mourinho represented. By getting Mourinho, they started this steady climb uh toward putting Roma on on a on a in in the spotlight on a brighter pedestal, uh, they continue to do so with Di Dybala, with Gini Wijnaldum, and it, you know there is certainly this feeling that it all culminates with Romelu Lukaku, who you know um, comes here in a difficult situation in in terms of his own uh, his own future, his, the uncertainty regarding his transfer status this summer, where it was unclear whether he would join Inter or join Juventus or whether he would get you know frozen out by by Chelsea um or whether he would accept and go to Saudi Arabia um but definitely this is the name that you know pulls people in it, it does exactly what the freakin's want to do when you hire Mourinho not only do you get a a coach that motivates that gets everybody working that is in your face direct, wants everybody on the same page. You also get an entertainer, somebody who is 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 able to attract audiences from all over the world. And Romelo Lukaku, in his own way, is a player of that caliber. you know, he he belongs, like it or not, to that pantheon uh, of players in the current footballing landscape that uh will have people tune in to watch what are they doing for better or worse but they 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 will have those people watching and that's i think what we have to consider when we talk about roma's long-term strategy roma's long-term strategy not only is it about sustainability about you know um cultivating some kind of uh consistency in in the names that you have in the in the you know in the fitness levels also in the objectives for the season that you want to you want to win a trophy you want to get top four but it's also about consistently having the team up there with the best of the world right so ever since the freaking came in Roma have been steady in UEFA's top 10 um and that's this is only getting started, right? So today even, Romelu Lukaku in his first interview says, I only needed one phone call with the Friedkins to know what this team is about, what they want to achieve. In my mind, what somebody like the Friedkins wants to achieve is to have fun, yes, to win, but also to, to have Roma appear more and more often in that conversation of, of international teams. They don't want it, you know, they don't want uh, that to happen in a similar fashion. Like, for example, if I ask you who, who played uh, the last Conference League final, you'd be hard for us to come up within the next two seconds that it was West Ham and Fiorentina. Right, right. right. Ro- Friedkins don't want that to happen with Roma. They want you to immediately recall who Roma are, what they did. Who won the Conference League trophy in this first edition? Roma. Boom. They won that. That was the whole point of this Europa League final, that the fact that the consequences, the ramifications of it do not only appear in terms of what you can do in the transfer window, but also in terms of the spectacle, the spotlight. Imagine the kind of signings, uh, the kind of names that you you could have aimed for had you won that trophy had you qualified for the champions league and that's that's what it's all about there is an element i know there are people who don't like this view of football you know as a as a as an entertainment business a show business but there is that side to it and after having seen roma uh play for example in the coppa italia and have six players come on and then get disqualified for having six players come on. And who did we face? Spezia was it? Spezia that we faced. Spezia, exactly. yes. The
1: meme forever of Paolo Fonseca holding that's, up those fingers. Exactly.
2: Yes. That's that's the opposite of what you want. The you know of what you want this team to represent. That's exactly what you want to avoid in the future. That is what the Friedkins are trying to get rid of. Is Roma being thought of as something along the lines of Fiorentina and this is not me as mm. a fan speaking I'm saying it as someone who is observing this team change its shape change the names change the personnel um and that's why I will be cu- I'll be even more curious to see what happens once Jose Mourinho is not here because that will be the test of the Friedkins uh, trying to continue in line with this expectations of making Roma exactly, box office. That's the term that we use. It's making them box office. People want to tune in. People want to tune in. People want to watch what Dybala is up to, what Lukaku is up to, what Mourinho is up to. That's the whole point of watching Roma right now.
1: Yeah, 100%. And there's the other side of the coin of tactically, on the pitch. As much as I enjoy talking about what this means in terms of the the notoriety of Roma, quote-unquote brand, ultimately, none of that is going to matter if uh, Roma are not doing anything uh, of note on the pitch. Uh, We can talk about... All of these names until uh, we, we go blue in the face. If you lose and aren't competing for trophies, it, ultimately it, it is a, a pointless exercise, so to speak. And uh, our our patrons they started doing the, uh, the 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 formation generator thing and posting it with with the, the group chat. And I thought, wow, this is actually the first time in a long time, Andy, where there are actually options. And I am not saying options as in, uh, you know, somebody like a, an old veteran who comes to Roma because they are finished, or like a Primavera player who has barely scratched the surface of senior level. I mean, we are talking about guys legitimately, okay? let's. I know it's difficult to envision, but... We don't even have to include Tammy Abraham into this conversation. But just think of when Roma, whenever that may be, and as rare as it may be, when everybody is healthy and available, okay, this is legitimately, and of course it is on paper. We are strictly talking of on paper. This is one of the first times in a a, a long time where there are options of consequence where you have guys that you could move in and out of your starting formation and you would expect the level to remain close to the same i don't want to go back into time and venture to guess when the last time we had depth of this level is because it will turn into a depressing episode and well, I do you, not... you know,
2: you had to once upon a time you could choose between Gonzalo exactly. Vr, uh, Darbo and um, and Amadou Diawara. You know, that's <laughs> that. Those were the those were the choices that you had. And meanwhile, now, you know, we look forward to this Milan game, which is going to be very complicated. But it doesn't very, mean that we have to write it very... off. But you know, with the prospect of perhaps we won't see Dybala. Because maybe he's not 100% fit. Perhaps we won't see Lorenzo Pellegrini from the start. Renato Sanchez is out, but we have Paredes. We have Jose Muawar. We have Eduardo Bove ready to go in. He's he's been already. He's already developed into a player that you no longer look at it and feel oh there goes the experiment of the weekend right. And that's that's an achievement in of itself, you know. Because remember for. For so long we played with those names but we never truly believed in them as I mentioned Primavera Darbo Amadou Diawara Gonzalo Villar those were players that were there but they were playing for the sake of playing because you had nobody else to throw out there um and you so you never even then you never believed that that uh that makes sense or that that is oh yeah that's the midfield you want to have out there no you're like oh we have no choice Here you have a choice. You have a choice, or rather, whatever happens, you still have a plan B, plan C. Hopefully, there is no need for a plan D or plan E, but because then it's it's a problem. Then it's a problem. You know, we're not Inter who are looking to sign a seventh midfielder, but we're close. We're almost um, there. No, the point is obviously stays that the the objective is to have a roster that can be rotated comfortably. The team that can be modified along the way in a match or depending on where you play, which then allows you to remain competitive despite the modifications, despite the rotations. You need to remain competitive. Roma, for too right. long, were in a place where if they didn't play their you know, their A guys, they repeatedly consistently failed at the assignment and and it doesn't mean that this did not happen with Mourinho because we saw it last year Dybala's not there Roma are helpless I think that's the that's the point that we're trying to address with a name like Lukaku with uh, Awar with an additional player in uh Sardar Azmoun with paredes ready to go in ready to cover multiple positions that that is the thought is do we do we need a a plan b okay we got it do we need a plan c okay we got it as well that's the point is so sort of within those limited financial means there's that constant thought of trying to get better trying to uh, expand the range of options at Jose Mourinho's disposal and so when you face Milan and Dybala is questionable and Pellegrini is questionable you still have guys that allow you to to think that okay, it will be difficult sure, I mean it, it it's never easy against Milan especially with Pioli who seems to have, I mean uh, Jose Mourinho's number in his pocket um, but we can do it. Like there is that, there is that acknowledgement that the quality is still there. That we can still find a solution to this. Like I saw a lot of people feel still comfortable about this game despite not having Paulo Dybala out there, right? Because now you have Jose Moir who has shown good things, who has shown plenty of initiative, who recently scored a goal against Hellas Verona, who was one of the better players in these, uh, you know, n- not so good first two games of the season. And you can rely on him, right, on, on covering that position.
1: Yeah, and that is the prospect, or I, I should say the prospect of what you are saying is what makes the idea of having a full team at your disposal that more enticing. And I don't know how long we are going to have to wait for that, but I, I, I'm certainly eager for that to happen. Before we get to the Milan match, though, how how do you see this then? You, you obviously, pelotti, you know, thanks, but sorry, now you return to the bench. Part of me does feel a bit sorry for the guy because I think he has been very good in these first two games. And by the way, that that, that doesn't mean he is going to uh, begin uh, uh, collecting sores on the bench from, you know, sitting too long. I think what this does, even though obviously Lukaku is your first choice now. I think now the range of options that you have you are not stuck or forced having to play uh, 3421 even though I I expect them to uh, continue with that formation you at least now have options you can put do you put Dybala behind Belotti and Lukaku do you uh, move Pellegrini back to midfield what this does is uh, The range of options now, in my opinion, that get opened up by this are are endless. And in my opinion, this is what makes or has the possibility to make Roma all the more competitive. Last season, Andy, we knew who was starting. We knew the formation in which Roma were going to play. And we knew how they were going to play.
2: And and my and mind you, you know, like that. This doesn't mean because we always end up saying this, and then uh, the injuries come to bite us and haunt us. And then you know, like nothing could have prevented that absolute massacre that occurred between March and April this year, right? When when it seemed like everybody was dropping like flies. So obviously, when those we have Roma also have to work on preventing those moments, those stretches of. Uh, absolute devastation physical devastation where you lose Chris Smalling, you lose Paolo Di Bala you, you lo- lose Rick Carlserp you lose Lorenzo Pellegrini I mean where does it end right? Uh, that is not sustainable so there is exactly, it's it's a mix of on and off the pitch so that's why in transfer windows Roma have to really get it everything right, everything right not only by financial fair play standards but also to maintain that competitive level and actually improve it, which is very, very difficult if you think about it, given the um, the financial abilities of, of the club, and given yes. also the names that are available, because it's all about opportunities. And Lukaku is the prime example of an opportunity like Dybala that worked in your favor, that you were able to make the best of, and that now can put you in a position where you actually feel competitive competitive enough to uh, to go for top four, which might not have been the case last year. You know, Roma always loved to say, well, we are right there in the conversation. But then at the end of the day, once the season starts to derail, everybody then looks up, looks back uh, on that period of time and says, well, in the end, we probably didn't have it. We were probably not equipped well enough. That's what players said when we finished the season, um, this past season, and, and they looked back upon that March to late April period and they thought to themselves, well, we just didn't have it in us. you know we didn't have the personnel and and I think Roma, the Friedkins, Moreno are trying to get to the team where it's it's not even a matter of personnel. it's do you have it in you do does do you can you replace this guy? can you can you can you slot in? can you can you fit? can you find a way to contribute no matter what? That is that is the question, is can Bilotti go on scoring and even n- despite not being the number one option because, hey, for now he is and I expect Lukaku to need some time before he's fit and before he starts for us, but it, that's a prospect of Bilotti has to accept, is how can I contribute even though I will not be the number one option?
1: Definitely. I I, I just think now you create a array of options for you to play if you want to put on an extra attacker that actually has the ability to find the back of the net to place alongside Belotti, you can do that if you want to put Dybala deeper allow him to uh, get more of the ball carry it forward you have that option you didn't have that before and again this only matters <laughs> if you have the people at your disposal if, as you said if everybody is constantly injured this you can toss this episode into the bin. It doesn't matter. Um, As far as this goes for Milan, though, how are you feeling? Because I, I have to tell you, I would feel much better about this match if it was 90 days into the future. I think now, with all of the... With all of the chaos going on, with all of the new names coming in, with some of the guys getting knocks early on, Renato Sanchez, uh, Paulo Dybala, well, Sanchez is going to be out. Paulo Dybala, we don't know yet. I asked Roma before we began recording. They said it is up in the air. We will have to wait and see. I would feel, again, much If this match was in even mid to late September. Just a few weeks from now, I would feel much better. But this seems like such a uh, precarious moment simply because you don't have guys at your disposal. You have other guys that have just arrived. They are beginning to acclimate uh, to the team, to Jose Mourinho, to the Sydney, whatever it may be. I, I would, if I were a big opponent, now would probably be the ideal time to face Roma just because you have all of these the these little uh, episodes or these little things going on that you would expect would not be going on in three weeks from now. So i I have to be honest. I don't feel great coming into this one. What about you?
2: It's uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm uh, I'm on the edge. I don't. Uh, I obviously don't think we are favorites. I obviously don't think this team uh, now has what it takes to say win comfortably against the Milan. I expect this team to to utilize the fact that they've really uh opened the new season in a kind of underwhelming fashion and have to make up for it like there has to be that sort of spirit um whatever the outcome is it doesn't matter if it's uh, if it's winning or drawing but there has to, I want to see that kind of spirit of guys <laughs> we messed up in the first two games so this is our best attempt to get it right um I think it was always going to be problematic when you put an international break Right after this, you don't even have the time to get everybody on board and you're already losing guys left and right. Like uh, Leandro Paredes, for example, he's already been listed as somebody who's going to join Argentina's squad for the next uh, international break. So immediately one of the latest arrivals, one of the latest club signings is, is on his way out you know and uh, and he's not going to be there for the next two weeks so that what, what the hell you know that's the the whole point of starting a new season is to at least give some consistency to the players to the team to the tactics which uh, it's awfully difficult to do when you are constantly interrupting it so thankfully there is no world cup this year but but this is um This is not optimal. I do think that Milan, I mean, they have a clear advantage. Um, A team that is is clicking versus a team that should be clicking and is not clicking enough. And uh, a lot of question marks. Uh, We will see Romelu Lukaku being presented tomorrow, but does that mean that he will end up on the bench, maybe even get minutes? Who knows? This is a guy who hasn't trained with a team in over uh, two and a half months. So I don't know how... uh, you know, how much of uh, of an impact he can have and whether that would be a wise uh, decision to have him go out there and, and, and play at this point in time. So we'll see, you know, I, I can't say I'm optimistic, but it all really depends on not only the tactics that we see, whether they actually have improved their game plan, whether they stop playing with that high line because against this Milan team, you'll get cut up wide open, but whether they have the right spirit for it. um, That's, to me, the difference maker.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Yeah, it is, again, in my opinion, a very prec- prec- precurious... Uh, my gosh, I, I keep butchering all these words today. My mind is in that thing where I just spoke Italian for, for an hour, and now I'm having to speak another language. I, I can't do it right now. Um, it is a delicate situation for them coming into this the thing that worries me and i say this always so early in the season i i I won't say for the fifth time in the last two weeks about uh, regretting the points you drop early later in the season i won't say that again but we all know the ambiente Roma. what would happen let's just say worst case scenario if they were to lose this match and then you have on top of that the international break, we all know where the discussions would be at. Yeah, we all know where, where uh, the chatter would be at, what the the, the radios will be saying, what you'll be seeing in the newspapers, even though they won't be factoring in the nuance, of course, of what you and I just discussed. It is simply going to be, oh, wow, still through three, uh, th- three rounds, Roma winless. Uh, and now yeah, going in, yeah, into yeah, an international yeah. break, it is an emergency situation, and we will have that before. Plenty even, of talk, plenty yes. of talk. Yes, but 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 to have that go on, listen, you, we warn people all the time on here that is going to happen at least two to three times every season. Of course, Usually,
2: why win or yeah. why one way or another? If you win tomorrow, you'll be hailed as the new Scudetto contenders. Yes, you know? and that yes. also can have a, a detrimental effect on you. So you know from a media standpoint it's uh, it's a no win situation but from actually what 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 can happen on the pitch i think it's important to get it right at least in terms of intensity you don't want to go out there and see Mi- milan out hustle you that's the last thing you want to do you want to go out there stay competitive you're going to have another sold out stadium so that's the that's the whole point is to have everybody on the same page playing hard that's it. Doesn't matter if you score or not. These, if th- there is a game you can get wrong, is a is a game like this where you okay. If you make a mistake, fine. You know it'll cost you, but you want to see the intensity. At least that's what I want to see.
1: Definitely. That that's that's the same for me. Again, two sides to the coin. If you win, as we've said, it, it, the the chatter will be all oh, seeing what they did. They did it without Lukaku. They did it without uh, Renato Sanchez. I mean, look at this. Uh, they're going to win the Scudetto. They have to be considered favorites. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so <laughs> it, it is a very interesting situation uh, when you consider the two uh, the two sides to the coin. What could happen? I I just think again. Anytime you get into a situation like this, you need balance. The season is not over if Roma do not win. And they're not guaranteed to win anything if they do get all three points in this match. So I I think we need to have some balance coming into this. Um, Before we end, though, just a few... uh, Let's take a few minutes here to get to some of the questions that we were supposed to get to in episode 400. But, uh, again... The situation of Lukaku—they forced us to uh, move this to uh, to this episode. We'll we'll just do a few of these quick fire questions that some of our patrons sent to us. So let me take the first one here. Uh, we will do the one from Bruno Mensch. He says, "How do you rate Roma's offseason What are the realistic expectations for the season?" And mind you, he uh, posed this question before uh, the deal for Lukaku uh, came to fruition. So I don't know (laughs) how much that elevates people's or your... Yeah, I don't know how much that elevates or changes your question, Andy. But uh, I mean, for me, I I will just reiterate what I said in in the uh, season preview. Uh, Top four and that's that's it. Uh, For me, it's uh, top four or bust. And I think you're the same, I, yeah. I think
2: I think because, but for my answer is just because you you have that is the next step. It is the next step. It has always been the vital step in this progress under Friedkin and under Mourinho. The progress was win a trophy and get back to Champions League football. You won a trophy. It was two years ago. Uh, sorry, a year ago. Fine, but you won it right it's it's there you can you have something to show for it the the thing now to do is the left to do is get top four because then that allows you it opens all you know an entire new new dimension for the club to grow if you don't reach top four now you might as well not reach top four ever again in 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 what Mourinho and Friedkin set out to do for them this is this was always a three year deal right with Mourinho especially that was like I want to see the people celebrate right you celebrated a trophy so you have to celebrate top four
1: on top of that that's a good transition to the next one and this is from who asked the question about Jose Mourinho uh, it is Tony Isabella he asks, "What are the odds Jose Mourinho extends beyond extends his contract beyond the season? One type of coach, could you see them going after, i.e., a young and up and coming name or an experienced one? In the event that Jose Mourinho leaves the club, um, I do think there is a chance that he will extend. I know you you have been very." A uh, firm in your belief that he leaves after this season, Andy. I, I, and this is not a in-between answer. I, I, I promise, I am not trying to uh, uh, weasel my way out of this. But I do think a lot of this is going to depend on the options at his disposal. If you have somebody, I, I, I don't know uh, Real Madrid or something come to him again. I do think that the likelihood of him leaving is strong. However, if you have Roma, make top four. If you have Roma, have more uh, financial resources at their uh, disposal for next summer, I think you completely alter the trajectory of uh, the team's next two to four years. So I do think that there is a strong, strong possibility he remains at Roma. Um, in the event he doesn't, though, the name I could see them going for, uh, as you said at the very top of this thing, I I do not see them going for somebody, Andy, like a Eusebio Di Francesco, who is going to now be the poster boy for the everything bland on this podcast. He is now the metaphor for just meh. The word, the the sound effect, or the word meh, just meh. He, I, I, I could never see them making a move for a guy like that. I, I, in my opinion, it has to be somebody of note that would obviously do well in the environment. Um, but I do not see them going for somebody like that. I, you know, um, I, I could see, and this is a name that uh, we have seen tossed about previously, it, it didn't catch a lot of traction, but the, the Zadaby, in my opinion, I could see them making an approach for somebody like that, but, uh, it would need to be somebody that, that captures attention. I, again, I just can't see them going for somebody like Eusebio DiFenichesco what about definitely,
2: you you know definitely i think that it, once you committed to that idea that that caliber the the name of josé mourinho you can't follow it up with just anybody you know again it's a matter of entertainment and it's a matter of Pulling in the crowds, um, you're not gonna pull in the crowds with with uh, Eusebio di Francesco. I think a, a, a coach of Roberto De Zerbi is a profile. You know the the kind that kind of coach who is slowly building. Um, you know, a following in a difficult league, in a challenging league where it is, all, it, it is a lot of entertainment. You know, that's what the Zerbi is doing right now. He's entertaining crowds. He's part of it. He he is uh, putting Brighton's name at the very top of teams that people want to watch in the Premier League. Uh, this doesn't mean that I can see the Freedkins go for the Zerbi. I can see them go for a similar profile, uh, a profile that, once again, keeps you uh, competitive, but also keeps your name right there at the top. That's what you want to see. So anything else, anything, any other name, you know, of those that we've known in the past that have been linked to us in the past would just not work. You know, it, there has to be something behind that. I could see, in my opinion, as I, it's not that I don't, I I, I would love to have Mourinho extend his stay because I, I, I I think that he completely understands the place he's at, you know, that's, he finally found his groove, I don't mean that he has now carte blanche in my opinion can do whatever he wants and I'll be there with him, I mean this guy figured it out, figured out the energy, figured out what the fan base expects of him, figured out how the club plans to evolve, I think this Lukaku signing is very important for him in terms of, look, this is who we are able to get to satisfy you because we knew that the striker position is so vital to you that we've waited and waited and waited and finally you get your striker and it turns out it's Romelu Lukaku. And I think that's something that Mourinho appreciates. Uh, I think in the end, the rumors about either a national team or Saudi Arabia... Will will persevere, and in the end, he will commit to one of those uh, decisions. But for now, if you ask me, who's after, who's coming in for, after Mourinho? I really can't say. I would not be able to even suggest the name. Say, for example, oh Nagelsmann, you know, or oh, oh Tuchel, you know, or oh, Antonio Conte. There, for me, there is no future without Jose Mourinho. For now, I need to see how the team. Uh, progresses this year I need to see how this season unravels in order to then come to a conclusion regarding Mourinho's stay the benefits the cons whatever it is but I need to see that the team is fulfilling that journey that was established when he was appointed that three-year program needs to be fulfilled I think we're right on track
1: yeah, 100%. And, and on top of that, too, I, I want to reiterate what you said earlier. I think it was a perfect point of top four when, when we were asked about expectations of the season. Top four is the next step. First year, you win the trophy. Granted, yes, conference league, but you win a trophy. You go to a final in season two. Season three, this is, this is where you have to do it. You have to take that next step. And I think... Obviously, they are capable of doing it. I think they have a team worthy of doing it. Uh, they just have to go out and uh, completely avoid those traps that we have seen them, uh, you know, fall into in recent season. The, the The margins, Andy, between Roma finishing top four and not uh, and finishing outside or inside the top four is very thin. I mean, they could have done it last season i mean they were so so close but then you just as you said that march that period right around march is where you start losing a couple of guys you drop points and all that work you did up until that point just unravels from a league standpoint so i I want to see them when the margins are fine like like that when it is so close when one Minor mistake can be the difference between Europa League, Champions League. I want to see them conquer those, which is uh, something they have not done in recent seasons. So that that is where uh, we will leave it for this time. I I think ahead of Milan, it is, again, a very odd situation. I would have much preferred if this match occurred in two to three weeks from now. But let's see. Let's see. Maybe they can give us a, a surprise and some joy Uh, and get the big, big, big victory going into an international break. So we will be back after the weekend again. Hopefully Roma can bring home three points. So we will talk with you uh, sometime uh, next week, probably on Monday. Not probably. We will talk with you on Monday. Until then, ciao.